Welcome to Ambleside Flourish, brought to you by Ambleside Schools International. This is our series on the pursuit of maturity with Dr. Bill St. Cyr, Executive Director of Ambleside Schools International, hosted by Ambleside School of Colorado, part one. Tonight, I'd like to talk about the pursuit of maturity. Actually, this is the first of what I hope will be a two or three talks. We'll only get through an introduction and a discussion of infant level maturity uh, today. To start off with, how many of you are familiar with TED Talks? Have you seen TED Talks? Uh, there was a recent TED Talk entitled The Demise of Guys, and it was done by Philip uh, Zimbardo, who was a uh, professor of psychology at Stanford. He's now retired, and he's studied done a, uh, the decline of psychosocial functioning of young males in this culture. And he claims that we're facing an enormous crisis. Uh, in his ebook, based on his TED Talk, Zimbardo maintains that in record numbers, guys are flaming out academically and wiping out socially with girls. Young men are motivated, but just not the way other people want them to be. Society wants guys to be upstanding, proactive citizens who take responsibility for themselves, who work with others to improve their communities, their nation as a whole. Uh, the irony is that society's not giving, he claims, young men the support they need. In fact, society, from politics to the media to the classroom, he maintains, are a major contributor to the demise of men. Here's an example. Uh, by the time the average boy is 21, he's played 10,000 hours of video games. The average male adolescent watches 50 porn videos a week. The porn industry is the fastest growing industry in the United States. Uh, it's currently 15 billion in annual revenue. For every 400 movies made in Hollywood, there are 11,000 porn videos made. And it is so hugely, hugely destructive that I'm going to call, put a little parenthetical statement and saying you simply must not have computers, uh, iPads, uh, iPhones, where boys can get them during the day and they're not, or at night, and they're not in super, under supervision. It is to put a computer in a 14-year-old's room is like putting a stack of Playboys there. And even if you've got security guards on them, I promise you they can break them. There are YouTube videos on how to get around almost any security protocol you can name. The only way to stay safe is to make sure any such media, any such internet access are in very public places. And you put on the uh, security stuff too, just because as much redundancy as possible helps. Uh, Zimbardo points out that what's happening to boys particularly is uh, what he calls the cultivation of arousal addictions. An arousal addiction uh, is different from, say, alcohol. 
in that uh, when you have a traditional addiction, you just crave more of the same substance. Uh, an arousal addiction, you need variation. You want more and different, more and different. And anytime someone suffers from an addiction, uh, at that point, their maturity level stops. So uh, from years of experience as a counselor, if someone had been, uh, say, an alcoholic for 20 years, if they were now 34 and after 20 years of being an, alcohol, an alcoholic, of alcohol abuse, uh, I knew that emotionally they were 14 years old at best. Because when we start to engage in addictive behavior, at that point we stop mastering the maturity tasks that we should be mastering. Usually because uh, either there's not the support we need or the maturity tasks are too difficult and so we opt out with the easy escape uh, of some form of addiction. All that to say, boys particularly, and girls aren't that far behind, but boys particularly uh, are in crisis. Uh, for example, to continue, uh, this comes from an article entitled Child Man in the Promised Land appeared in the winter issue of winter 2008 issue of the City Journal. Here's what the author writes. It's 1965 and you're a 26-year-old white male. You have a factory job or maybe you work for an insurance broker. Either way, at 26 you're married, probably have been for a few years now. You met your wife in high school, where she was in your sister's class. You've already got one child, with another on the way. For now, you're renting an apartment in your parents' two-family house, but you're saving up for a three-bedroom ranch house in the next town. Yes, you're an adult. Now meet the 21st century you, also 26. You've finished college and work in a cubicle in a large Chicago finance office's firm. You live in an apartment with a few single guy friends. In your spare time, you play basketball with your buddies, download the latest indie songs from iTunes, have fun with the Xbox 360, take a leisurely shower, massage some products into your hair and face, and then it's off to the bars and parties where you meet, often bed, girls of widely varied hues and sizes. They come from everywhere, California, Tokyo, Alaska, Australia, wife, Kids? House? Are you kidding? Not so long ago, the average mid-20-something had achieved most of life's milestones. High school degree, financial independence, marriage, and children. These days, he lingers happily in a new hybrid of semi-hormonal adolescence and quasi-responsible self-reliance. Decades in unfolding this limbo may not seem like news to many, but in fact, it is the early 21st century, it is to the early 21st century what adolescence was to the 20th. In other words, prior to the 20th century, adolescence did not exist. No such thing, the word teenager wasn't a part of the vocabulary till post-World War II. And now we're seeing this phenomena increase well into, through, throughout the 20s. Uh, what David Brooks calls now the odyssey years, the 20s. No longer are you an adult, you're continuing on functioning effectively as a 16-year-old did 50 years ago. 
just an interesting statistic. In 1970, 69% of 25-year-olds and 85% of 30-year-olds were married. In 2000, only 33% of 25-year-old men and 58% of 30-year-olds are married, respectively. Now, that's a huge, huge demographic shift in less than 30, in just 30 years. Somehow, our young men, particularly, are giving up on adulthood. And if you want a sign of that, next time you're, you know, if you're watching television, you will never see a 20-something male functioning as an adult. Just put it to the text. Next time you see it, you're watching television, commercial comes on, you won't see a 20-something male. And usually, you will see very, very weak, quasi-men. To, f- to find a, tr- uh, a man functioning traditionally as a man did uh, or should, you won't see it on television. Interestingly, uh, here's a couple other statistics. Uh, once upon a time, video games were for little boys and little girls, for little boys particularly, well, mostly boys. Uh, they'd have the Nintendos. Now, the number one market for video games is men age 18 to 34. They're the biggest gamers. According to Nielsen, almost half, 48.2% of American males in that age bracket have used a console during the last quarter of 2006 and did so on average for two hours and 43 minutes per day. That's 18 to 34-year-olds. That's 13 minutes longer than the 12 to 17-year-olds did, who evidently have more responsibility than today's 20-somethings. Uh, on the other end, you know, we're supposed to go f- through maturity to function at the end of our life as elders in the community. Another time we'll talk more about what the vision of being an elder and of actually raising children who one day will function as elders in a community might be like. But just to give you, again, some of the data. In the five years from 2005 to 2009, the number of recorded cases of syphilis and chlamydia among those 55 and older increased 43%. According to the Orlando Sentinel's analysis of data provided by the CDC, in a particular community, the Villages, which is between Orlando and Ocala, Florida, During that same time period, there was a 71% increase in STDs. You have to say, what has gone wrong in a culture where now 55-year-olds, their vision is to regress back to an adolescent state, and you have epidemics of STDs among those over 55. Again, something's happened to the vision of what maturity might be or ought to be of where we're going and how we should best live. Now, I would say that in a highly indulgent, consumption-oriented society, the giving up of childish ways 
is a challenging task. It requires concerted effort on the part of both young and old. In other words, no one comes to maturity without help. It's not a task to be done alone. And we here at Ambleside agree with Charlotte Mason's words when she says, to assist and direct the evolution of character is the chief office of education. That our chief goal is to cultivate maturity among your children. Because if that happens, everything else will take care of itself. If you have an 18-year-old who actually functions like a man or like a woman, they will do just fine in college. The most difficult thing will be dealing with all the man boys and woe girls that surround them because they will be a rare breed if they're actually functioning like a man or like a woman. But that's our goal. Thank you for listening to Ambleside Flourish's series on the pursuit of maturity with Dr. Bill St. Cyr, Executive Director of Ambleside Schools International, hosted by Ambleside School of Colorado. Ambleside Schools International fosters an educational renewal based upon the pedagogical insights of British educator Charlotte Mason. Serving an international community of parents, teachers, and schools, Ambleside makes a living education accessible to all. For additional information regarding Ambleside Schools International and training opportunities for principals, teachers, and parents, please visit our website at amblesideschools.com.